Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Back to Truck Up podcast. I'm James Rooster Bowen here with Justin, Super Trucker Martin. And before we get started, I want to thank OTR Solutions for sponsoring this podcast. Their factoring programs and solutions have taken supporting truck companies to a whole new level. We could do a whole podcast on everything these guys bring to the table and the success stories that come from working with them. But for now, head on over to otrsolutions.com slash BTU to learn more, connect with their dedicated BTU team. Justin, how are you doing today, sir? I'm all right. Uh, we were talking earlier. I got a bit of a headache. Part of the things you don't realize when you're um, working, driving a desk now instead of a truck is you're not drinking as much water as you used to. <laughs> yeah, I understand that feeling. Well, today, folks, we got a very special guest with us. If you went over to backtotruckup.com and you know, read through the articles, you may have caught one uh, right at Thanksgiving about uh, a food drive. Uh, we're actually here with Ryan Spann, uh, owner-CEO of RMS Carriers, and we're going to be talking with him today about that food drive. Uh, a little bit more than your standard turkey and ham giveaway. We'll get with him about that. And uh, you know, talk with him about you know, how trucking business has been with him so far in 2020, uh, 2022, and you know, well, what is he thankful for and what we got going on in 2023? So, ladies and gentlemen, May I introduce Ryan, the man span, as they call him. <laughs> Ryan, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, James, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for the introduction. Um, Justin, uh, again, nice, a pleasure to meet you guys, man. I'm I'm doing all right, man. I can't complain. Just, uh, you know, running the business. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't think that uh, hearing some of the other drivers online. It's nothing but complaints sometimes. Yeah, I mean. Not, not that I blame them. In a world full of complaints, man, you might as well try to do the opposite. There's everybody else doing that, so you might as well try to be a little bit more positive. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, tell us a little bit more about this uh, food drive and how you guys uh, kicked it off. All right. So, um, I think for – I've been in business um, – let, let me back up. Technically, my business has been established since January 2018. Um, first truck got on the road uh, in August 2018. So, I've been in business a little over four years, between four and five years, however you want to look at it. And from day one, it's been the goal to um, to be able to give back to whether it's my community or anybody's community. Um, obviously, we all on here, we drive or we drove or whatever the case may be. And most trucking companies, they just dish out money. You know, um, they might give some money to the food bank and in the, the community, whatever the case may be. But they're never on the ground looking at these people in the face um, to have an, a, 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 an emotional conversation or just be able to feel what these people feel to a certain extent um you know based on how i grew up and where i come from that's that's pretty sentimental and 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 of value to me so again when i started the company um just seeing you know other companies that were not in transportation you know be able to during the holidays to go and give back and see the look on these people's faces just you know face full of tears for some people that can't even afford a 20 dollars turkey um mm-hmm. i knew that was something that i was going to end up doing one day um so that's pretty much where it came from. And this year, year four, basically, um, you know, it came into fruition. Yeah. Being a, being a small size carrier like yourself, you know, you, when you walk through town, people don't see RMS carrier. They're just like, oh, that's Ryan. All right. That's absolutely yeah. true. Um, so when you get like these larger companies that do just donate to cash, I can't say, you know, they're doing something. Not, I'm not saying they're doing it the wrong way, but once you're that size, you know, it's it's hard to like logistically pull off what you can do being a smaller uh, nimble carrier as yourself. Right. Um, so how many of these uh, birds did you guys pass out? Uh, so we passed out a hundred of them. Um, we passed out a, passed out a hundred of them and they were gone. So 
let me tell the, the full part of that. So the, the event is supposed to start at one o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Um, that's a lesson learned. I'll do them in the morning from now on. But it was supposed to start at <laughs> one o'clock, and the line was back so it was backed up so bad that the fire marshal showed up and told us that we had to do something about it or they were going to do something about it, which hmm. means we had to start a little early. Um, so we, yeah, we started probably about twelve fifteen, and the turkeys were gone in thirty minutes. Um, Turkeys were going in 30 minutes. So we have on the article, it says 100 turkeys slash hams. Was this 100 turkeys and 100 hams, or was this 100, like, total? No, uh, 100 turkeys and hams. Wow, so 200 total. Yeah. And they were gone how quickly? 30 minutes. (laughs) Are you going to try to add a zero onto that next year? Um, I I mean, honestly, I don't mind, but at the same time, you know, once the event kicked off, so many other entrepreneurs and and um, just smaller companies, bigger companies, churches. I mean, my email has been flooded with people that want to contribute mm-hmm. for next year's giveaway. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't stroke it doesn't stroke my ego to say I did it. It just, if anything, it strokes my ego to say we did it and that we mm-hmm. were able to, you know, bless people in the community that were unfortunate at that time. Yeah, it's awesome to see other other companies reaching out to you to uh, to help facilitate this. Because I, you know, other than going to the store and cutting a check and buying everything in stock, I don't know how you would even source that many birds and hams this time of year. Where did you, where did you guys go to get yours? You just walked into like a Costco so, somewhere to buy them. So believe it or not, sometimes it's about who you know. <laughs> no, it's always uh, about who you know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's about who you know. So um, close friend of my family is uh, uh they work at Walmart. Uh, and they've been they've worked at Walmart for over 20 years, so they know all the higher ups like like the back of their hand. And long story short, I was able to go through them uh, and to my local Walmart and um, pretty much jump the line of everybody, I guess. Um, they had other they had other, you know, establishments, other businesses that were putting in orders like Blue Cross Blue Shield around here. Uh, I'm sorry, the Red, is it Blue Cross Blue Shield or the Red Cross. They gave away 600 uh, turkeys and, hmm. um, you know, but I got my stuff before they got there. You think next so, year you'd be able to instead of going through Walmart, you actually go through whoever Walmart goes through, get it straight from the the wholesale supplier, like uh, Sanderson's is, or Pilgrim Pride or somebody, some of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a that is a task that I'm going to talk to my assistant about. Um, because I mean, this year I was just we waited a little too late. Because uh, I mean, I obviously I haven't been thinking about it, but I from what I had learned last minute that turkey giveaways most companies start in June preparing for November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started yeah. in like September preparing for November. So it was kind of like uh, just scrambling. Let me just go ahead and, you know, do whatever I need to do to make it happen. But definitely next year for sure, um, I'm going to reach out to my uh, my assistant and have her just just be on top of that. And we'll definitely probably start around June. So hopefully we can get a better deal on everything just to make sure we can take care of as many people as possible. So you, you didn't even have the idea of doing this until September this year? Um. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I haven't been thinking wow. about it all year because I wanted to do it last year, but it's just the situation wasn't right for me. And, you know, obviously the closer it got to, to, to the holidays again, I was like, man, I really want to do something. I really want to do something because I got other entrepreneur friends of mine. They're doing stuff like friends of mine did back to school bashes and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I really want to do something where, you know, I can help, you know, I can contribute. Um, because for me personally, it's not about, I mean, don't get me wrong, the money is important. Obviously, it's a business, but tangible things don't don't fulfill me. Um, so with that being said, it's more so about um, making sure people feel a way because people never forget how you make them feel. And, um, you know, no matter what community I'm in, um, when it comes down to it, I want that community to potentially have my back and they can say that, 
RMS carriers, um, you know, had their back in a time of need. Yeah, you're kind of living the embodiment of what's called the hero's journey. And, you know, you see it everywhere. Movies like Star Wars, Harry Potter, etc. The, the formula goes like this. You know, you go out, slay the dragon, get the gold, share the gold with the community. Right. The dragon can be whatever you want it to be. It could be a, a tough job, a business you're creating, any sort of success. You know, that's you, you gain that success. And you're not just keeping it amongst yourself. You're actually sharing it with everybody around you. And that, that's, man, kudos. I, you know, right. I don't want to clap at a microphone, but I'm loving your metaphorically <laughs> clapping for nah, you. I mean, honestly, you know, you know um, that, I feel like that's where my blessings come from. Um, you know, when you, when, you, when you could just rake it up to yourself and just keep it to yourself, ah, just hold it to yourself. Um, and the only person you pay outside of your employees is the IRS and the state. I mean... It's business. I guess that's kind of cutthroat, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But just based on my experience in business and life in general, most of the time when I pour out, um, I feel like my higher power God pours back into me 10, ten times more. So why not? Yeah. You can't take it with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely um, right. So, so you, because you guys went to Walmart and all that, you paid all this out of pocket, right? This wasn't like donated to you or anything? Awesome. The, the company paid for it. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. See, that's what that's you know a part. Of, that's the whole part of that journey is you know right. share the gold of the community. Um, so we got Christmas coming up uh, here this month. What do you guys have planned uh, for Christmas? Um, so <clears throat> RMS as a as a just just us by ourselves. We we're not necessarily doing anything because we're just kind of getting into this space. Um, in my opinion, as organized as the event was, we need to do some more organiz- uh, organizing yeah. and just. And just making sure I'm one of those guys, the way I run my business, everything needs to be on point and needs to be clear and needs to be organized, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so us as just a company by itself, we're not doing anything in particular. However, uh, I am partnering. I'm sorry. We're partnering with uh, some uh, some other local companies. Uh, we'll be giving away four. Well, our portion is about 400 uh, coats um, for mm. the holidays. So it's a, basically a uh, a toy and coat drive that we're um, that we're involved in, uh, in partnership with with some other businesses here in the community, um, and from a collective, I think we'll end up giving out. This happens. This happens next Sunday, December 11th at one o'clock at Earlwood Park. I think we'll be giving out over a thousand coats in that community, um, plus toys and stuff for the kids. And this is where it's out, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. That's that's correct. It's in Columbia, South okay. Carolina. Yeah, my oh, parents yeah. are in uh, Abbeville, South Carolina, if you know where that's at. Abbeville, Abbeville. Remind me where that's at. Um, straight south of uh, uh, Greenville's Spartanburg. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. East, that's right. It's a west of, of uh, Greensboro. Yeah. So they're, like, they're like towards the west side of the state. My mom's distant, distant, distant side of the family is from there. Long story short, my parents started with Schneider, and um, the dream was they were going to get into truck driving see the country, you know, we, we were air force growing up. So friends and family all over the country and they were going to live out their twilight years, you know, just hauling freight and seeing family and friends. And all. It lasted about three months. <laughs> mom was ter- mom was terrified of driving in the snow and mountains. And my dad was sick and tired of putting up with my mom and that cab. Cause you know, that truck just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the longer yeah. You're in it. But that was how I got into truck driving. And, um, they sold the house in Florida that we had at the time and moved to Abbeville, South Carolina Okay. And they love it. They're they're on like 27 acres. Nobody bothers them out there. And that was in, so that was like in 2005. But now the secret's out. You know, every everybody I talk, so I'm in the Northeast now, New Jersey. Everybody okay. that's retiring up here, they're all going to the, the Carolinas. Going to the <laughs> to Carolinas. Retire. Yeah. Wow. 
but mostly yeah. on the east east side east side you know if you, I don't, i'm see now I'm, now i'm saying too much on the podcast here everyone's gonna know how great the west west side of uh <laughs> south carolina is <laughs> right oh man uh going through and uh, looking at all the, the videos the pictures you put out I couldn't help but notice me and you, Brian, have a little bit of a similar background with that big old blue star from Jacksonville called Landstar. <laughs> oh, good old uh, star, man. Yeah, they are. Uh, people knock them, but they, they're a great company. If you know, if yeah. you get an opportunity, you want to do something like lease operator, owner operator, they, they're one of the best to get on with. Uh, you right. know, I started with them in 18, you know, went about three and a half years before my situation changed. And, Know, landed this job with uh freight waves uh how did rms cares get started you know did you was you originally sign sign up as a fleet op for landstar or did you start out um, on your own? so that's a good question um so i'll say so what you probably did not see on my page i don't unless you went on my personal page but once upon a time uh i worked for golden state foods um they're now called martin Breyer. Um, so I worked in their warehouse. The only way to get out of that warehouse without losing money was to go get a CDL. That was, I, I had to go up. I, w- I refused to go down. Yeah. So I got my CDL, drove with them for seven months. Then I went to Old Dominion Freight Lines, um, pulled mm-hmm. with them for a year, pulled doubles with them for a year. And um, like I said, I've always been surrounded by entrepreneurs. All my friends are entrepreneurs. And, you know, they knew that I had a CDL and I always had aspirations of kind of like, like it, it sounds like a, a childhood dream to open up a trucking company you know what i'm saying and yeah, it's like yeah. they kept they kept pressing that and it was like man like you got what it takes you got what it takes and then i think uh one day one week and just to just be flat out honest with it one week i got a bad check at old dominion and that was a wrap um <laughs> mm. i got a bad check and um i uh i went in up you know got my first truck from a freightliner here in columbia um it was a scary situation because you know what at the time what well what we know trucks cost now it's not that big of a deal to us but mm-hmm. you gotta think <laughs> yeah, brand yeah. new to this industry you're buying a, a yeah, you sixty thousand dollar truck <laughs> and they want you to put eleven thousand dollars down your interest rate is 16 percent, and you don't have the cash mm-hmm. they they penalize you for taking money out of your 401k um but that's where it started at so i i pretty much got in a situation where i was tired of uh not having the freedom that i felt like i deserved yeah and um you know, uh, I um, I had a friend of mine that was already with Landstar, and I'm a I'm a I'm a like I got a seat on paper type guy. So he sent me like six of his settlements, and they were all great. And I was like, that's it, I'm gone. <laughs> See, yeah, you're lucky that you had so many positive examples on you because when um, you know, I was with my first carrier, I was a company driver, always have been, and anytime I talked to like the lease operators or owner operators. And all the positives would be like, oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. And then they would show me like the one bat, you know, oh, my, you know, you know, transmission went out and it didn't have the parts. And so we sat for a month and I was like, eh, nope, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, for me. Yeah, 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 but yeah, but that's part of, that's what comes with the territory. You, you got to squirrel away enough to, you know, have money for repairs and breakdowns and all that. Right, and I definitely. just, you know, per, personality wise, I guess I would have loved to have been an, an entrepreneur but I just, I'm so risk averse to that kind of stuff. I'm just like, eh, no. Nah, I understand. Yeah, I, I fully understand. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it takes a lot. I mean, James can probably tell you himself, like it, it, man, it, it takes some guts, man. Uh, it's been yeah, a scary I mean, moment I was, I've had in my career. Yeah. I mean, I was 
company guy for 10 years, you know, driving for, driving for, driving for the pumpkin, driving for Wern or JB's, you know, uh, I, I, you get a comfortable life, then you finally get tired of it. You know, like I want to do this on my own, you know? Right. So you get, you get, you sign up for either lease a truck or buy a truck. You know, I went the lease route, you know, I went to SFI and that, that whole crazy scheme and, you know, worked for them on their load board, went over to Landstar for three and a half and, you know, enjoyed it. And, you know, when you first see that paper come across and it's, you know, you know, four digit payment, six digit truck costs, you know, how you're rich. Uh, are you rich or are you poor? <laughs> you dirt poor for a while. <laughs> but, you know, and you finally, it takes about a month. It took me about a month and a half to finally get used to being a quote unquote businessman. You know, yeah. you get not, you get used to being a worker for so long and not have to worry about stuff like that. Then you, you know, you get into business for yourself. You got all the stuff you got to worry about, you know, and, you know, thankfully, exactly. people that, you know, thankfully for there's things called back, you know, you know, uh, back in office managers, you know, that you can get the help track of that stuff you know right but, when you're when you're a company driver your only your only worry is you know your next paycheck or at least your next your next load but when you're you know writing the checks and everything keeping that truck running uh you're, you're you got to start thinking you know two three four five six months down, right. down the road no absolutely proactive yeah. is you know so um i mean i guess inadvertently i'm shining some light on my youtube channel but I, like so, on my youtube channel i talk about some of the things about being proactive as a business owner being proactive yeah, in yeah. trucking, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, not to, not to ramble on about it, but some, we, we kind of already know some people do the right thing. Some people don't. And then when they don't, it comes back to bite them in the behind. Mm-hmm. All right. At least, uh, at least, at least now with, with social media, any, anything like, so, so I'll just say an example, like say you get hired on with a company and they're not great, you know, you've got a camera and a microphone right there and you can just put them on blast immediately. Right. You know, whereas back, back in the day that, you know, that that company could probably get away with it for a little while. Right. Absolutely. Uh, bringing up YouTube channels. Uh, you know, we always see this rise and fall of YouTube truckers. I mean, uh, who, who are some YouTube truckers out there that you actually would trust, you know, give out good advice, you know? Oh man. Honestly, man, it's hard to answer that question, James. I, I do watch the, uh, well, I'd be so busy, but when I do get a chance, I watch the Asian Mai show. His uh, his uh, his page is pretty interesting. <laughs> However, um, the reason I don't really follow a lot of truckers is because everybody's situation is different. Yeah. So, with that being said, I'm more of the type that it's like I I'll give you a, a prime example. Like I asked uh, on Landstar's Facebook page uh, a while ago about something, and I'm just me personally. I'm just not that I'm a know-it-all or anything of that nature, but it's like. I can't, time is of an essence and I don't have time to waste it listening to somebody that hasn't taken the path that I've taken or hasn't done what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll have some people, well, I think this, I think that. And then it's like, I need you to know because I'm in a situation that I need to get out of it or get through it. Um, So with that being said, that's why I don't really, I don't really watch too many YouTube channels with other truckers because their situation is different. And, you know, um, Again, not to rant on it, but it's like everybody says, oh, well, this market is trash, but everybody's overhead is not the same. So if all my yeah. trucks are paid for, I could possibly afford to run for for a dollar twenty five cent a mile or something like that versus the somebody else. They got a huge overhead. They got to run for four dollars a mile because that's what they put themselves in. 
Well, the timing is everything because you got into this in 2018 and I've been saying for like the last year or so, anyone that got into this industry as an owner op in the last two years, they need to hang it up like yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. they, they bought their, they bought their equipment back when it was like super inflated and right as the rates were starting to come down and now rates are, I don't even think we've hit the bottom yet. You know, we still have, we're in peak season right now and rates are still, you know, going down. All right. uh, I think by Jan- I think by January, February, maybe, hopefully we hit the bottom. Uh, but until then, right now, there's just there's just too many too many guys out there that that bought in uh, when things were high, and you know that, they that wasn't going to last. Don't know the, they don't know the business, and they don't. Some people don't even like yeah. do P and L statements. Some most, you'd be amazed how many people I talk to out here that don't know what their numbers are. Uh, that 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 is so stupid. I mean, that's one of the first things that you should know. I mean, go find a a, a simple P and L, a, a profit and loss. You know, that's P and L. Just get a simple profit and loss worksheet and, you know, figure out what you need to survive. And when I'm talking about what you need to survive, it's not just what your business needs to survive. What about your personal needs, you know, because right. you got to write yourself that paycheck, too. Not just right. for your Absolutely. company, not just for your drivers, but, you know, make sure you got enough. Because, you know, if the lights of the house go off, you know, the lights of the business is going to mm-hmm. go off, too. Right. Right after or along with it. Yeah, and we're starting to see that now. A lot of guys are, are closing up shop. A lot of the small, medium-sized companies are merging or just going under. The ones I always feel the most sorry for are like, you know, companies that do it right are like, they take a six-month view and they're like, oh shit, like we're done. We're just we're just not going to make 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 this work. So they get everyone together and they say, hey guys, you know, it sucks, but we're shutting it down. So you know, get in. We'll try to get you hired somewhere else if we can. Versus the guys that just they keep running and running and running, and then they hit the wall, and then next thing you know, they got forty drivers still out on the road, hundreds or thousands of miles away. I the think, fuel cards are shut off, and then the, and then the guys are stuck. I think that happened to Landair, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think I read. Some, I don't don't quote me on this. I could be wrong. Landair, if you're listening, I there, apologize if I'm wrong. <laughs> there's a there was we did an article about that because there's there's a different company called Landair. Okay, it wasn't okay. it wasn't it wasn't the Landair. Do you remember? No, it now. was the land, it was I believe it's Land Air Express up in uh, Oh, Vermont. okay, okay. Yeah. They okay, they ran cool. they ran a hit the well, there's been a number that's you know has ran a hit in the wall, but you know, here recently there was a, a little mom mama pop outfit out in Missouri that, you know, the, they saw the, the warning signs. Factory? Cut, uh, not the furniture factory, but a different one. They actually okay. saw yeah, the, 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 the furniture factory was the one that uh, hit the wall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I think that that company that you guys did the article on, like, uh, I think if I remember yeah, reading was, it correctly, like the guys, like even the was, staff, like showed up and the doors were locked and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was Lane Furniture that you know sent the email out to everybody and the text message at like minutes at midnight, you know Monday, Monday before it's Thanksgiving and like oh, hmm. why? What the hell? I mean, you guys, you're worldwide renowned furniture company you know and you guys don't know what you're you guys don't want to look bad and wait till you hit the wall and now you got drivers that are out you know you got guys are strung out between carolina and california you know you're trying to tell them no don't make a delivery and you know get back to a warehouse you know i mean that's the the furniture company that went under one of their drivers he was on the road company says okay we're bankrupt you're stuck so he starts trying to sell some of the furniture off the back of his truck and gets, and gets and arrested it's, for it because it's, it's still and, not and, his and, property and it's sad because it was only it wasn't even two miles from the warehouse 
he was on a dirt yeah. road two miles from the warehouse unloading. He got caught. I mean, <laughs> wow. and, and that's another thing to drivers don't do that. Don't yeah. turn the truck it. in, turn the equipment in, do do rights. You know. Yeah, there was a tanker uh, company in Texas where they they did it right. You know, they the guy the guy had been in business for uh, I think eight years. Kind of realized, you know, eh, rates are bottoming out. We're not going to make it. So he pulled everyone in and said, okay, this is what's happening. And I, I believe all the drivers were hired elsewhere. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it always sucks when a, when a company goes under like that, especially around the holidays here. Um, but at least, you know, he took and care I of think, people that, that I worked think for him. somebody over there at you guys, if I'm not mistaken, um, just did an article on FedEx uh, about to um, furlough yeah, some FedEx guys furlough. Here, so. Yeah, the yeah. They're doing a ninety day furlough. They're actually going to pay them. Well, you got to wait till the furlough's done, but they're going to pay them three hundred a week in back pay. So if you got okay. if you got the reserves to hold out, you know, uh, I don't know what this payout structure going to be, but three hundred a week for you know uh, twelve weeks. That'd be, that'd be a nice little spring break money if you know if you want to go out and do that. But you know, it's yeah, 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 definitely rough on those people. Yeah. Well, and again, we're we're in the peak season, so why the hell are they furloughing people? That that just shows you how crazy the uh, the market is still right now. Exactly. Usually, you know, usually the holidays they trying to grab up any anybody wanting to work minimum wage, throw boxes they can. But here they're having to, you know, yeah, they're having to, yeah, because you, you in off. Philly that, yeah, in Philly that's what that's what UPS always did. They hire as many guys as they could, and then January first, it's like okay, we'll call you. <laughs> right luck. exactly yeah. exactly and i was looking uh, forward to that uh coming up and it, it didn't happen <laughs> damn yeah uh so so even about, even as well as you guys are doing you're you're still you're still struggling right now with the uh the, the, the market wackiness right now um i would say we're we're maintaining we have some i, I probably say we have let's just say for easy numbers sake uh, it's four weeks in a month probably 75 percent of the month so three weeks in a month is probably pretty decent for us um and what I was, um, I had to give myself credit. I, what I was smart enough to do, which I've done it in the past with other trucks, um, I'll, I'll purchase my trucks and then um, I'll pay them for a year just to get it down as much as possible. And I go get it refinanced and it drops my, drops my rate. Um, yeah. It drops my rate and it drops my uh, my interest rate depending on what's going on at that time. I mean, and I just did that recently because I, I'm always looking just like you guys are, and I was looking ahead and just looking at everything that's going on, looking at my P&Ls from the past few months, and I know slow, like a slow season's coming up with uh, with winter time, and it's like, let me go ahead and be proactive and do this. Uh, so I save myself yeah, about $4,000 a month just in, hmm. you know, in, uh, in, in truck payments. You know, usually trucking between Thanksgiving and New Year's, you know, some – some factions of it, you know, it's kind of slows down, you know, uh, you know, like building material deliveries that slows down, but, you know, usually those guys, they'll like drop the flatbed off, go rent a box trailer, go get a little contract with like UPS FedEx. Uh, yeah. Some of those guys run the run freight for them, you know, and, you know, it's not going to happen like that this year. So, you know, we kind of have to worry, you know, or some of those guys want to actually try to scrap out some loads for them but right. uh, going going back to you know rms you know and i kind of looked around you know you have a like a driver apprenticeship program to help drivers become you know business operators you know uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that you know how that's how that's going absolutely so um basically it was it started out as just basically like uh, obviously i like i need drivers myself 
Um, but it, it, it started out as basically, how can I get these guys in here? Um, and, you know, most people, most fleet owners, they want to get a driver in here and they want to put them in a situation to where they can't grow. And that's, that's pretty selfish um, because, in my opinion, if you're not growing, you're dying. And nobody here, yeah. nobody here is going to die on my watch. So with that being said, um, what I decided to do to make the the positions here attractive is like, hey, man, you know, because I, I got a ton of people. James, you probably had the same thing when you were owner operator. You had people come, hey, man, I think I want to be an owner. I think I want to buy a truck. You would not believe yeah. how many people yeah. came up to me wanting to learn about trucking and transportation, whether it be dispatching or whatever the case may be. So I said, you know what? I could join hand in hand my company, RMS Carriers, in an apprenticeship program to the point where, obviously, I'm with Landstar. You meet Landstar's requirements, um, which uh, not that the driver is the most safest, but safest. But everybody knows it's pretty hard to get into Landstar. But if so, if you yeah. meet their requirements, you can come work together with RMS Carriers, and obviously, we partner with Landstar. And you, depending on what your financial situation is. Um, within a year's time, maybe to a year and a half, um, because you're going to make over six figures a year as an OTR driver here, you will be able to at least put yourself in a position to go and get your own truck. With that being said, also, the first six months, obviously, you're just, you're just going to run and you're going to be learning while you're running. And then the last six months or six months to a year, I'm pretty much breaking down, lo like if you decide that you want to go with low, uh, Landstar, I'm breaking the load board down to you. I'm breaking rate for miles down to you. I'm breaking the areas that you should run, how to basically how to play chess in trucking. Um, yeah. I'm breaking all that down to you. And it's, it's me. It's not uh, somebody like it, I'm the owner, but it's not like somebody 10 people down the line that's helping you. It's me face to face, somebody that built this from the ground up. Exactly. And you're not just, you're not, that person's not just a number. Like, you know, them, right. You know, right. And, that, and that's how I treat up. everybody. Like, I mean, again, you know, most small, I would, in my opinion, obviously I haven't worked for a lot of people before Landstar, but just based on what I've seen on the road, what I've heard from other drivers, most smaller fleets don't treat their, their drivers like family, you know what I'm saying? Or like, they just make them seem like a number. Like, hey, you come here, you get in this truck, you turn those wheels. If you don't, you're out. If you haven't gone to otrsolutions.com slash BTU yet, here's your reminder. I'm not sure how to say it, but factoring these guys just makes sense. They're focused on driving your success and helping you grow your company. They've gone as far as offering custom business email address setups so you can negotiate better rates with brokers. There's just so much opportunity out there, and OTR is your ticket to success. So head on over to otrsolutions.com slash btu and check out their solutions. I've, I've been on complete opposite sides of the spectrum, so I, I started with a, a mega carrier. When you call in, they don't even want your name. They just You're just like, hey, I'm driver XYZ, and, yeah. that's, and a, that uh, driver number XYZ always drove me nuts. Then the next driving job I had, I drove for a guy that owned two trucks. He was 100% told the owner operator. He wasn't leased onto anything, ran under his own authority. And trying to get a paycheck out of him was like pulling teeth. Mm. So I had to find like <laughs> this nice little sweet, sweet spot. And this, this you dream. don't play with. You don't play with people's money. Oh yeah, and oh. so like when I was a when I was a postal contractor, I would see guys that work at other other contracting companies, and they'd miss four, five, six, seven paychecks, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong? One paycheck, I'm gone. Yeah, you know. So that's that's why my last driving job, I was with the postal service because you know, I, I say this joke all the time. If, if my if my check bounces from them, we got bigger problems. Yeah, 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 definitely. But for me, the, for me, the sweet spot was um, when I got into um, AA and E, arms, ammunitions, and explosives. Um, I ran for this company called Green Valley in Tracy, California, 
and it was perfect because they had, I think, fifty. I think at, the, at their peak they had maybe two hundred trucks, but that included their their own trucks and the owner operators that they had leased onto them. And um, when I was with them, we'd go to all these like military bases and hauling them freight and stuff. And probably half the other trucks that we'd run into at these bases were Landstar trucks. And we're talking like the nice <laughs> big, you know, extended cab. You know, so yeah, I, yeah, I knew yeah. these guys were. Hey, uh, I knew these guys were making, you know, the big boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was Lance, Landstar, Mercer. Um, those are always like the the really nice like big ones. And then we'd see like a ton of um, FedEx expediter uh, trucks. And again, you'd have like the giant sleeper cab on them with the, the queen size bed and the built in bathroom and all that. But most of those were like retired military husband and wife teams that were just they're on the road every day except maybe Christmas. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're just, they take life on the road with them. Have you looked into doing or, or hiring teams for AA&E? What's, what's actually the, since I got two Landstar drivers right here for me in front of me, what is the process of getting into that with Landstar or have you like, um, just been like, that's not even worth it? Uh, oh, it's definitely, in my opinion, I would say it's definitely worth it. Um, however, it is, uh, it is, I'm not going to say it's strenuous, but you got to go. They, I think they check your, your personal, the team's personal credit. They, uh, do mm-hmm. another background check. Um, oh yeah. What, what else? <laughs> I, I, my, my. So so when I apply again, I was just a company driver. So when I when I applied with them, I had to get a I had to get a a, a secret level security clearance. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was your in not just like oh ten year or five year work history. They wanted my entire work history from like the day I was born. Mm. They wanted every single address I lived in. They wanted the names of every school that I attended. Um, every like extended family member that I could think of off the top of my head. Now. Me personally, I just filled that out and it was done. But I've talked to other people where they they did the same thing and then they had to go to like the FBI headquarters in like Arlington. Yeah, it can, and get, it can you know, be from what I've been told. But for me, it was just I, I applied and I, I guess I you know didn't raise enough red flags to uh, you know require an extra level of, of um, scrutiny. Um, but yeah, for other other people I've talked to, and it also depends on the level of security clearance you have. So for me, you know, is it the level secret, that's like the lowest level on the, on the ladder. It's like secret, top secret classified. It goes up and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with us, it was just, you know, I, I applied and then, uh, within like a few weeks later, you know, I'm all explosives. It was sweet. Right, right, right. Definitely. <laughs> but it, the job is the job. itself. once, once you get through that hurdle, the job itself, it was like the easy, one of the easier, um, driving gigs out there. 100% no touch freight. You know, you hear that with job listings all the time, 99% no touch freight. And it's like 50, 50. No, this was like, you do not look at the stuff. You don't even look at what we're doing. They, they load everything on the trailer. They block and brace everything. You don't, you touch nothing. Um, Sweet. The only part of the, the only hassle about it was like most of the loads were, were live load, live loads and live unloads. You know, they don't, they don't do a ton of drop and hook with freight like that. But, okay. um, um, so you're saying even even as an owner operator, that's that's definitely something worth getting into. Um, well, I think with Landstar, uh, you have to be a team. Am I correct, James? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Landstar's yeah. AANE. It's not like firearms, ammo, stuff like that. If I remember correctly, it's more like uh, the firework shell loads. You know where they they you take them out. I think somewhere in Pennsylvania, there's another, another place they do the firework do the, the making the fireworks but you go down to the docks i believe port miami uh maybe port jacks and pick those up but you know they have a process you go through and you know they have somebody at landstar 
in Jacksonville that helps you get through that process. I mean, there's people do it and it's, you know, it is teams and they, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's exactly to the level of a law enforcement background check, but they do look at you pretty good to make sure you're not, you know, you don't have any active warrants. You don't have any, uh, right, right, right. Nothing crazy. A, a, fi- a felony stuff like that. You know, make sure they make sure you're clean. You know, if if you survive, if you if you survive the hiring process, get on the land star. You you pretty much got it covered. You know, they just go back and recheck everything. Okay. Yeah, because it, it goes even further. Because I knew I knew teams that um, they were rejected because their credit scores were too low. Yeah. You know, part of part of the security clearance scrutiny is like how susceptible you would be to like bribes and stuff yeah so if you don't have a uh that was that was my biggest worry is like i didn't have a criminal record or anything but i not that i did not that i had like good credit or bad credit i just had like no credit you know i, I had mm-hmm. no like i didn't have a house or a car or nothing and uh so i didn't know how um i would i would pass or not but i guess i did apparently you know we heard about you know how how you did you know making it through 2020 through down the slide you know we've had about the last year and a half you know we're looking for the bottom somewhere, folks. It will come here one of these days. You know, the the waters will will rise. So, uh, Ryan, what is your goals for twenty twenty three? You know, if we do hit the bottom and we start coming back up, coming into the new year, you know, do you have any plans to uh, buy on more trucks to expand the fleet? You know, hire on more people. You know, now I'm gonna I, James. I'll say this. My I'm answering your question when I say this. The biggest mistake I feel like I've made um, here recently is growing a little too fast um so with that being said um i probably won't buy anything next year uh, my my biggest goal for the next year or so is just paying my overhead down because i mean i, I knew this time and transportation was coming i mean obviously i've only been a yeah. fleet owner um a short amount of time however it's just i've always looked at transportation and this has happened in 2019 it was even worse in 2008 um it just it just comes and goes. It's been doing this for decades. Um, so with that being said, I, again, we talked about um, being proactive when we first got on here. Um, I'm thinking of, like in 2023, I'm thinking about 2027. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, th- I'm thinking about 2027 because, you know, some people, some people that are going to make it through these hard times right now, they're going to be thanking God that they got out of it. And as they should, but mm-hmm. they won't change. They won't do anything to make sure that they're not in that situation again. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm a little old school. I don't like debt. I mean, this is business debt. It's different. It's a different story. But I still don't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So with that being said, you know, it's just for me, it's just more so just taking care of uh of some in-house things, and uh, I'll probably buy some more trucks. Um. I, I probably will buy one more truck. Maybe maybe one or two, but like not any anything extravagant it's really just more so spare trucks so if a truck yeah. goes down um you know we can keep everybody moving yeah you know not going over to carolina freightliner you know specking out a brand new truck or something like nah. that you know, probably probably watch it like jj and uh, probably watch it like the auction lot see if something nice comes through right there, right right like and that, then some, you know, some of uh, me and my uh some of me and my buddies we were actually talking about buying one of the uh the tow hitches um just to kind of like you know if something comes up you know and and it comes up and it's not too far away we'll take a truck up there and go get it instead of yeah paying crazy money to get it to get a a truck towed yeah you know i mean that's a good investment you know even if you got a unit breaks down somewhere you know you can you you put on that fifth wheel 
fifth wheel yep. tow hitch and you know go out and pick yep. it up you know, get your guy yourself you know not having to spend you know two two thousand i don't even know want to know what a what a uh, what a big hook is now to turn the key on you know it used to be like twenty five hundred dollars you know hey i spent how much- i spent thirty four hundred dollars for a uh for a tow from for about six hundred miles from uh jackson mississippi to columbia just to, uh just a truck only thirty four hundred bucks mm. and turn around and spend mm. uh spend another fourteen grand on a fuel pump when Ooh. I was a, a supervisor at the post office, we had this little green book and it was every time one of our guys got broke down or had to get hooked or whatever. And say it's like two o'clock in the morning and our guys in the shop are, were done for the day. So they work like nine to five hours. Um, so the rest of the time we have to, we use a, a, a local tow guy out there. And every time we had to um, call him, he'd give us the bill and we would write down in this book, like how much the total was. And this thing went all the way back to like 2011 and so I'm flipping through it, and yeah, I could just—it like, was like every six months, um, the total he charged would just go up like 150 bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> and that was ju- just, just, just literally, just to hook the truck, uh, hook the wrecker to our truck, and drag it over to the yard uh, right around the corner from us. And that, and that was usually because like the guy was like stuck under a trailer. But if the truck is broke down, and it's in the parking spot. We don't care. We'll just let it sit there till um, the next morning. But if it if it needs to get moved out of the way. You know, they're just like, fine, get it. We we don't care. <laughs> right, right, definitely. Um, but talking about your 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 plans for expansion and all that, you know, we hear this, uh, you know, meme, so to speak, of like a, a driver shortage, or you know, we and we harp on that all the time. There is no such thing as a driver shortage with a lot of these mega carrier companies. It's a driver retention problem. Um, so going back to your driver apprentice program, are you seeing success with that with like, you know, are more, are more guys coming into the industry and sticking around versus bailing because they get chewed up and spat out? Um, it's funny. I just did a, I just posted a YouTube video of that, but anyway, um, I would say, uh, I, I would say that's a really big thing. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's preference is different. Everybody's, every, everybody's mindset is different. You got some guys that are just thankful to have a CDL because of what they've been through. And so they'll sleep in a single, a single sleeper, uh, nineteen inch sleeper, or something like that. You know, um, <laughs> a Wesley Saunders, a Wesley Saunders truck. One of our one of our good friends, Richie, was a uh, he was a submarine operator, and so they they hot bunk. You know, three guys sharing a bed over over there. Yeah, and we're like, oh, so being in a truck must be like a palace to you. And he's like, yeah, oh, that's you know. So again, there's <laughs> some guys that's okay with that, but it's like you got some companies that have come out here. It's like. I've never, I've never worked for Swift. I've never, I've never worked for any of those guys that, or any companies that they own. But you know, everybody knows it's a huge rumor that you know, um, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna overwork you and underpay you. Um, mm-hmm. So, so with that being said, to answer your question, I think that is a, I think that's a huge thing. I mean, because that's again, that's where I differ at. Uh, that's where we differ at as armist carriers because again, most companies are gonna come in, you're gonna go there. It's a job. You're a number. They're going to, you know, you're going to get them. They're probably going to put you in some decent equipment because that's kind of like to sell you. Um, and obviously make sure you're, um, you're, you don't have a reason not to produce because your equipment's not up to par. But as far as pay and all that other stuff, like, I mean, I mean, inflation is up 8%. It's probably going to be up a little higher before it goes, it ever goes back down. Um, and, you know, this guy's over there still making 900 bucks a week and the average, the average rent. The average rent in America is two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the, another part to answer your question is just um, again, I pride I, I pride myself in just building um, building on uh, obviously family values and just really having a one on one relationship with everybody that comes over here. 
Um, I want you to feel valued. I want you to feel heard. I want you to feel understood. Um, you know, and within reason, I'll do anything I can to uh, to to make because it's it's my job to service them. That, that's how I look at it. Um, so I'll do anything I can within reason to make sure that they're taking care of equipment. Um, you know, give or take personal issues is you know as well. Are, are these guys that come in with no CDL at all, and you're walking them through the process and getting them a CDL, or are these guys that have it already but they have just a little bit of experience and you're trying to get them so again you know, um experience as much as so i guess i'll kind of say this uh kind of i kind of have to say it with, with the way you asked the ask the question within the next two to three years will we our miscarriage will be starting a trucking school um hmm. so awesome. until then um we can't i can't really we can't really kind of get bogged up with people that don't have a cdl right now so basically yeah. the requirements to get with us are the exact same requirements to get with landstar because obviously two, that's what we yeah. partner two years. with. Well, it's it's one year. It's two years in the last five years, or one year within the last three years. Okay. Yeah, I would love to uh, chat about this again later um, after you get this uh, school started. Because I've always wanted to know, like, what's you know completely separate from from truck driving, but um, firearms training. You know, they they say all the time the worst person you can train to you know shoot a gun is someone who's been shooting their whole life and doing everything wrong right right because <laughs> not only do you have to train you got to untrain them you got to untrain and then train them, them to, again. yeah 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 so i wonder i wonder if that applies with truck drivers too yeah possibly so i'm sure it's a ton of us out there um james i'm gonna tell on you i know you got some bad habits i got some too oh yeah i mean i'm not <laughs> you know i i, I and this is what i this is why i can't stand is you know is these truck drivers, you know, especially when you see them in like the road team captains, you know, they're perfect drivers, flawless records that do no wrong, preach mm-hmm. no wrong. And, you know, you get out and you watch them and, you know, they're doing all these rookie mistakes and like, and you, you are like the face of companies and, you know, you say you don't do nothing, but, you know, here you go, you know, you get you out there by yourself, you know, you're doing rookie mistakes and, you know, right. And, you know, it's, it's it, what you saying that, you know, um, quick scenario, a quick situation. Um, one of my drivers, she uh, she um, she she broke a mud flap. So I had her she was trying to learn how to fix it. So I was showing her how to fix it in the yard and the, the spot that she parked in. Um, she had I think she had we had brought the swap trailers or something like that. So she pulled the pin. But then we started working on the uh, the um, the mud flap. And then so she parked in somebody else's spot and he came in the yard. She forgot she pulled the pin. Um, so she got up to go move the truck because she just kind of like panicked when he moved. Let me get out of his way. Let me get out of his way. So she went and yeah. got in the truck and I walked on the other side of another truck and all I heard was just a, like a loud thud and I just already knew what it was. <laughs> we knew and I walked, <laughs> and I, I walked around. I walked Everybody knows that sound. Yeah. But thankfully it was empty. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's it's still the principle. So I say that to say I'm not gonna yeah. say her name. I know she was embarrassed about it, but um I say that to say like she had a bad habit. She's only been driving maybe two years, uh, close to two years, but she has this habit of when she gets hooked up to a trailer, she'll push the trailer brakes in and not even she won't even do it at first she wasn't doing a tug test on it. But she'll push the trailer oh, brakes Lord. in. She'll push the trailer brakes in. So when she's ready to take off, she doesn't have to wait for the trailer brakes to release. Yeah, because she's just—I don't know if she's in a hurry or what. And so when she dropped the trailer, I, I wasn't mad because we were able to get it back up. Um, but I, I had a conversation with her. I said, "Listen, you know, I don't mean any harm. I'm not that much more experienced than you, but I feel like 
this is a reason that you need to slow down. And whenever you back up to a trailer, yes, you need to. If I, me personally, I'm gonna drag it out of the spot just to make sure I got it. Yeah, yeah, please, <laughs> please, listen, listen, listen. I don't care if you're company man or owner operator or what. There is not a person in safety personnel is gonna get on to you if you back up, do a tug test, or something breaks during a tug test. Right. Yeah, they might yeah. get mad because they got it paid for it to be fixed. But trust me, they would rather do it in that controlled environment, sitting still, than out on the interstate doing 65, 75, and then every, something comes loose. And you got, you know, 44, 54,000 pounds of trailer going out, out of control. Right. You know, some of tug it like you want to break it. <laughs> right. Some listeners should understand, man. Like, again, like some of the guys, some, I don't know, whatever new truckers are out there that are listening to this, you guys need to understand that. When you don't tug on a trailer, you could easily pull out of a spot, and the trailer might come with you. It could, yeah. It'll sit yeah. on the fifth wheel and come with you. But then when you make a certain jerk and it's not latched in, that trailer it's gonna stay back there, especially when the airline. When you hit, when you, when you hit that hit the brakes and that you know second or two of delay from the air going from the tractor to the trailer, it's gonna separate. It's yep. gonna slide off that. It's gonna slide off that fifth wheel, and you know somebody's gonna get hurt, and you know. Uh, you know, darn these nuclear verdicts. You know, you're gonna be looking at my one. first day. My first day at the postal service, I dropped the trailer. The first day, and th- and this is I'd been driving since '07. I got hired in 2013. I, I was a contract with them for years and years and years. But their equipment was such junk that I hooked to the trailer. I heard it clunk. I heard it latch. I pulled. I did. I always do two tugs, perfect. And then uh, get out, uh, hook the air, start going, and then. Kaboom! Just immediately dropped, and I was like, "What the hell?" What What happened was it was it was up enough that it was it was it was on it, but it wasn't hooked. So yeah, so now from from like that day forward, every time I hook the trailer, I do two tugs, I get out, I take a flashlight, and I look. If I don't see that bar going across, I don't pull because their 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 equipment was just, just so. Get, I mean, just they were they were too comfortable, man. That's all I can tell everybody. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and they and that was something. They drilled into us a lot um, as new drivers there because you're going from, you know, a lot of guys are salary or paid by the mile or paid percentage, whatever. Um, and you're going to getting paid by the hour. And that's, they drill that into you every single day in your, in your um, probationary periods. Slow down. You're, you're paid by the hour now, not the mile. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes, that makes a huge difference. And it takes time. It takes you a good couple of weeks or a couple but, months. But that's to the thing. Really... Nothing is that serious. That you yeah. gotta rush and not pay attention to what you're doing. Nothing is that serious. It'll be there when yeah. you get there. And and thank God nobody saw me do it because you know we <laughs> nobody knows anyone's first names out there. Everybody goes by either you're either known by your last name or what your major screw up was. So we we had a guy that flipped the trailer uh, coming back from an airmail facility and he dumped mail all over the all over the road. And because we're federal employees, it's like impossible for us to, to get fired once you're once you're past your probationary period. But uh, his nickname from then on was Flipper. Like nobody, I, I, um, Darnell, I think his name was, but everyone just called him Flipper. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd yeah. been called Dumper or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, always please go out, do a proper pre-trip, walk around, get under that trailer, check everything, check your slack adjusters on your brakes, check that jaw on the fifth wheel. It's not worth a couple of minutes being faster out of the yard than it is, you know, to somebody getting out there getting hurt so please do proper maintenance on your equipment and proper pre-trip seconds can cost you a lifetime yeah justin do you have anything else for ryan or you think we about got all the bases covered here 
No, Ryan, you got anything else you want to? Uh... Nah, man. Um, again, I, I appreciate it, man. Um, this is obviously um, this is this is just the beginning, obviously, and it is uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah. a pleasure to have. Uh, like I I got the Freightways app on my phone, so it's it's definitely yeah. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a blessing, man, to have have James reach out and get all this set up. Um, obviously, a pleasure to meet you, Justin. Um, Likewise, it says it's me and three other people in here. So whoever the other person is, um, I, I'm really thankful for the opportunity. And uh, she's a she's a ghost. She's one of the Freightways producers. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I don't even think she's in this. Yeah, but it, like I said, it's, it's definitely a blessing, man. And I look forward to uh, you know speaking with you guys soon. Um, obviously, I think uh, James, do you follow my uh, my business Instagram page or even my personal Instagram page? Yeah, uh, not I don't think Instagram. I knew, I knew, I know. I got you at our RMS carriers on Facebook. You know, I got it's the same. It's the that, same so thing on it's the same thing on Instagram. So um, I just followed you back. I'm I'm gonna apologize. Instagram is not my uh, my major forte. I'm most active with this on tipped on Twitter and uh, TikTok. Okay. Um, I I I try, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Most of the drivers I would say are really active on Facebook and TikTok. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um. But yeah, other than that, man, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I'm thankful for the opportunity, and uh, I hope you guys continue to follow us. And um, feel free to reach out if you know you want another article or whatever the case may be. I'm here to help. <laughs> but you yeah, tell. yeah. If you if you do anything special, you know, let us know, and we'll we'll uh, we'll get the uh, we'll get the boss up there. We'll get a dooner with what the truck get you on air and get you, get you on live and get you talking about it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, folks. Uh, RMS yeah, fire, the fire marshal's really going to love you after that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, well, fire Ooh. marshal loves us anyway, so <laughs> we won't yeah. go with those stories. But yeah, but right, yeah, right. Uh, well, everybody, please go, please go to uh, check out uh, RMS Carriers on Facebook. Uh, you got a website as well, you know. Uh, yep. www.rmscarriers.com. It's R as yeah. Roger, M as Michael, S as Sam, carriers with an S dot com. And we're hiring. Yeah, you guys can go to <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on his website, you know, check out the good, you know, the goodwill Ryan's doing, you know. And uh, also, you know, if you look for a truck driving job, you want to get in, uh, get in one of the best fleets to work for, you know, uh, uh, working for Ryan, you know, under his fleet, you know, and also working up under the Landstar brand, you know, that big blue star shines down on people. If you, when you get in there, you get, get to learn how to make the money, you know, right. uh, and you'll learn, you know, you'll learn what lanes to run, you know, look, you'll learn how to get out of Florida, how to get out of Maine, you know, yep. get out of those, you know, uh, you know, uh, certain, certain places we call them hell halls cause you know, how hard it is to get out while, you know, being able to being able to cover the bills, you know, so right, right, you know, you'll learn how to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, once again, you know, Ryan Span, you know, joy having you on here for, for this conversation you know, we love having drivers on as much as possible you know being able to talk shop you know is kind of one of our goals but back back the truck up you know is you know we're freight waves is uh voice of the people as yeah as you could say you know we're you know getting the driver's issues brought out front in front of the corporate c-suite people because you know they always talk amongst themselves they don't never hear back from the bottom until, you know, something bad happens. So, you know, we try to get, mm-hmm. get conversations right. started from the top to the bottom. And, you know, this is right, a, a great way to do it. Right. So, two, uh, last, two, two last questions and I'll get out of y'all's here. How can I get one of those, <laughs> one of those, uh, one of those hats? And then is there a possible way I can get a copy of this recording, the visual as well? 
Oh, we'll handle yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can I can I can send all that to you, but the hats we literally got the last two hats. We, I mean, oh, we're Rooster, Rooster. Rooster's a writer, and I'm like the social guy. And we we were the last two to get the well, last listen, two hats. Listen, oh. I had to explain this to Duder. Please keep this in the podcast. These hats are our business cards down in the South, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna keep a piece of paper in their hand. They gonna it's gonna get in their jeans. It's gonna get washed. But these hats, these hats last a lifetime. And you know, when people look at your face, what do they see? They see the hats. You know, yeah. they always see the brand that you got. So, you know, uh, next, whoop, I got your name wrote down, Ryan. Next time we get a run of hats, I will make sure to get one if I got to take it to Columbia, South Carolina myself. Tenfo. I'll, t- I'll take a freight waves and a back to truck up. <laughs> 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 All, All right, right, guys. Well, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to tie this up with a bow. Uh, I'm James Rooster Bowen. I'm here with just Super Trucker Martin and Ryan, the man span RMS carriers, Columbia, South Carolina. Find him on the internet. If you, if this is a business list to the podcast, a man wants some freight, you know, help a help a man out. <laughs> you know, we can yeah, always yeah, take some yeah, of that four dollar yeah. mile freight anytime you got some of that lying around. But you exactly. know, uh, <laughs> this is back this is back to truck up podcast, and we're gonna catch you guys down the road. <laughs>